Evening, Bash. Um, well, um, looking forward to uh, the first of our um, uh, fantasy league specials. But uh, just a question: what's what's happened to the old uh, the intro music? I quite like the older going into the abyss stuff. Well, but we've had a complaint, mate. So, oh so um, apart from when he's watching Carry On films, um, I, I, Robbo's occasionally out and about flogging plants, and I bumped into him down at the Frontier Market as I was on the way to collect my fish order. And um, but um, Robbo said he's a massive fan of the podcast, but he yeah. absolutely detested the intro music. So as a special tribute to Robbo, um, as we're about to start the Sunday season, I've given it a little tweak, Birdie, just to keep things fresh um, as we head into tonight's episode. Now, you're going to be leading on this, Birdie, and the big shock for a lot of people is, uh, and they'll see it, is that we've not had a chance to do a lot of prep with having so much on. Now, I know a lot of listeners will be thinking they can't really seriously do any prep most weeks, can they? But we actually do a bit, and we're just diving straight into the fantasy stuff tonight, really, because we've had so many people asking Will the podcast be giving us a weekly update on the Fantasy League and all the inside views following our one of our most successful podcasts ever with Craig pre-season? So we're just in a quick 20-minute blast tonight. And then next week, we're going to be getting into a fuller Fantasy League review as the Sunday players start to add some points. So so, so let's let's just dive straight into all the fantasy stuff. But what do you, what do you need to share with fans across the world? Okie dokie, yep. it's, uh, it all uh, reached a crescendo on uh, on Friday night. I didn't think we were going to make the 50 teams. Um, about 8 o'clock-ish, it looked touch and go, so I had to pull in a few favours from a few uh, a few um, cricketing friends from the old Alliance days. So we got Butch across the line and Johnny Ollier, and uh, we made it the 52 in the end. So we were all right in the end. We got to the 50. I wanted to get to the 50 because it was the 50th birthday, and you know, the, 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 more, uh, the more people, the more prizes and all the rest of it. But so uh, we got there. And then, of course, uh, it all happened on Saturday. We we went out and we played a couple of games of cricket, and we uh, and actually now we got some we got some data. So that was all entered in, um, and we had a, we had a bit of a scorecard issue, sorted all that out. And uh, on late Sunday night, we ended up with our first uh, weekly uh, winner of uh, the league. And as as everybody knows now, it is. Uh, the name of the team, I'm just reading it off the uh, Fantasy League computer, is Ainsworth Court T. Mullins, Bold D. Wilson, a mammoth 638 points. And of course, I thought, um, you know, the, the, the name of that team and, and uh, I thought its owner would uh, be a bit like the masked singer. Or a uh, or, or or a wrestler from the from the seventies that you used to see in terms of they didn't give away their identity. But uh, of course, Danny Danny, our super fan, Mullins, uh, he straight away revealed his identity, and now we know that the leader at the moment um, is uh, is our good friend and uh, super fan, Danny Mullins. So, so Billy, can we just check? Said he's the leader and it's his team. Can we confirm that's actually the case? I can. I can now confirm that, and it's it's marketing genius, uh, really, if you think about it, Bash. Because what he's done there um, is uh, he's actually named the uh, the sponsor. It's uh, it's awesome bats, of course, and uh, it's. I think they call it subliminal marketing. Yeah. So uh, it, it, you couldn't have got a better start. Everybody's a winner there. Right. So so listen. Let's let let's delve into this a little bit. So first up, 
who is in our fantasy team of the week? Two okay. bats, two all-rounders, two bowlers, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. a wicketkeeper. Who's who's our fantasy team of the week? It's it, it's it's astonishingly uh, simple in this in this case because what we've got is, and I'll just read out the the top two performers in uh, in in the bats, the all-rounders, and then the one keeper, and then the two bowlers. And uh, and you'll be amazed how close we actually got to, 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 to 46 mil. And then I'll give you the best team you could have bought for 45 mil. What? So blimey. So, yeah, it's, it's close. So so essentially the two best, the two best batsmen as in the two most the, the highest points accumulators from the weekend were Harris with 90 points. And uh, Mike Yates, uh, a big six hitting fan of the fan of the podcast with 45 points. Your two all rounders were Jamie Creek with 105 points consistent performer over two weeks now uh, Jamie even though the, the, the pre-week doesn't count Alex Wilson on 74 he would have got more points if I hadn't triggered him on uh, on Saturday but we may come to that later um, the keeper obviously um, you know if we, if we could name this podcast I think we'd uh, we'd give it uh, Chairman Wow is the is the name we'd give it KO racked up 175 points um, he nearly hit the, uh, the the number 43 double decker bus going from Timberley to Manchester if he had a done, that would have been an instant hundred points, but but he didn't quite manage that. And then so, Bernie, bowlers, just, well, just sorry, Bernie, just to interrupt. That was the bus we threw him under in the pre-record, saying we wouldn't have him in the team. That, so uh, we've got one. we've got a little bit of egg on our faces there. Oh, so I'm... Chairman Wow has um, certainly um, defied our predictions. So I've got to cross you there, Bernie. Keep going through the team. And then the last one, the bowlers. We got we've got Fainty. Uh, James Faint back at the club because um, he uh, he's obviously not in the states at the moment, uh, which is obviously a benefit to us. He's on one two five points, and uh, the new guy, new left arm spinner um, uh, Martin Jenks, he racked up one hundred and five points. Now that totals if you put that lot together, there are there are best performers in each category. If you total them up, we get seven one nine points. And they would have cost you forty six million. So how close can you? That that's it. So one million. We've got to lose a million to get our team of the week. Our team of the week has got to be forty five. So what we've got to do there, Bash, is we've got to get rid of Harris. Unfortunately, we've got to put Richard Taylor in. So Harris ninety points. Richard on eight million gets in with forty seven points. No forty. I think he's on forty three points. Sorry, Richard, and that gets you to forty five mil. That team would have racked you up. Uh, 672 points and this is the thing Danny Mullins with his uh, with his Ainsworth court uh, court court Mullins etc he got 638 and the maximum you could have got is actually 672 so it just actually shows how well Danny did with his with his predictions for week one he's only 34 points off of the maximum he could have he could have possibly got so, right. uh, so yeah real uh, real in, in-depth analysis that hopefully the, the, the pod lovers will uh, appreciate very, very early days, though, Birdie. Very yeah. early days. And, and um, who was our who was our biggest six hitter? Uh, the biggest six hitter of the, of the weekend again. Mike hit two. Um, Eddie got one, and uh, and Kieran hit four. So there's a couple of teams on four. Um, and uh, interestingly, nobody picked Mike Yates and Kieran in the same team. So nobody uh, is, 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 has got that kind of uh, six. The maximum you could have got as a team is six sixes. Um, nobody's close to that at the moment. Uh, plenty of teams on four. And the maximum amount of maidens at the moment is three. But as you say, Bash, it's, it's very much early days. And I think, I mean, there's two things happening. We all know that uh, the chairman Wow uh, isn't going to be in the teams this uh, this weekend, but you never know. I, I know he's uh, he can't make Saturday, 
but you just never know with fantasy at the moment. He might slip in on a Sunday because, as, as you said at the top of the show, we're in a situation now whereby everything's turned on its head because Sunday starts. Yep. And then we got night right. starting after that. And I've already seen a couple of messages about people who are keen to uh, to hit the ground on Sunday as well as Saturday. So you never know. Kayle might even turn out on a Sunday. So if Danny retains his lead, um, he's done well. But there's a few yeah. teams without KO in nipping at his heels. We've got the Edison Volleys nipping at his heels. They haven't got KO in them and Jimney Cricket as well. So uh, so I would uh, keep a close eye on Edison Volleys and Jimney Cricket to uh, overtake Danny come Sunday night. OK, so there's some great names there. But what do you think in terms of what's the, what are the, the name selections that have impressed you? There's some of the players that have um, led the way. Any particular names in the teams that you've um, caught your eye? Yeah, I quite like early early on we had, um, where is it now? It is the, uh, I think it's the Extraordinary, and I'm not doing them, uh, the, uh, the Extraordinary Dragons. I quite like that one at the start. Extraordinary Dragons. Um, obviously, we had a little bit of controversy with Robbo Swingers. Robbo Swingers propping up the table at the moment, but we, we got in because we, we know he's talking about cricket balls, Bash. Um, others may not, but... Uh, but that one was, and there were some other good ones as well. Uh, we've got the, the roaster coasters in there, and the your real ale fans that uh, that um, hover in the Tesco's aisles. Well, I, I was I was a little bit surprised that the backroom team at um, at uh, the the world's premier village fantasy competition allowed Fraser's full tosses through and Chaz's choppers through the um, the um, the, um, the fantasy filter. Yeah, the fantasy filter. That's exactly the phrase I was looking for. But I've got a couple of ones. One of the things I couldn't really understand was why someone called their team the Chairman's Eleven. It strikes me that they've kind of, I don't know who that is. I've got an idea, but it kind of um, suggests that, because there's a KO Trapdoor Seven and there's yeah. a Chairman's Eleven. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of missing the sort of, one of the unique selling points of the um, of the whole thing, which is you've got seven people. Well, we we we've even got a beach ball twelve, and and uh, we've got a chairman's eleven, as you say. Obviously, I can't reveal these names. It's up to the people to reveal these. Names. Right. Okay. I can't reveal these myself. It's uh, what is data protection these days, Bird? Uh, that it's, as well. You can't, you can't. You can't. You can't say. I mean, I like the Kingsley Seven Punjab. I thought that was a very clever. Yeah. Very clever name, but uh, but I think war managers will reveal themselves. I mean, there's a far the other thing I wanted to ask about was, and there's been a lot of chat on the um on the various WhatsApp group about people bowling farmers out, and there's a farmer's seven in at nine. Is that um is is that anything to do with this um this discussion that's begun about who's bowled the most farmers out during their Kingsley career? Could could well be again. I can't reveal who it is, but I think uh, I think that's one we'll we'll save for next week because uh, because the, uh, the the man who I think has been at the centre of that uh, that storm, um, we've got him as the guest next week, Bash, haven't we? Yes, the the, the, the the serial killer, that serial with a C, yeah. um, Travis will be joining the podcast, and he is going to be the second person up on what we're going to be calling our Heaven Seven Dream Team. So um, Trav is going to be choosing his seven all-time Australians who would go into his his fantasy team. That's going to be an absolute must, uh, a, a, a must listen, really. And I think that's going to be one of our most popular pods ever. So we'll be speaking to Trav, probably given the magnitude of the occasion. We'll probably be in a pre-record and then catching everyone up on the results next Monday evening subject to the Sunday's card being up to date and published so that the um, the team can get it all together 
um, in the in the background. As well, it's not just the biggest um, fan, village fantasy competition in the world; it's the biggest on the planet, Adrian. So I so I'm led to believe. Yeah, yeah. So that all sounds pretty good. Anything else we need to update? We ought to talk a little bit about the games, shouldn't we? Really, I know the fantasy stuff has sort of taken on. It's it's the monster that's going to eat itself, but. Um, what we ought to say a little bit about a couple of what I would describe as sort of statement victories at the start of the season. Yeah, indeed. Um, seconds, I, mean, I was obviously, obviously there at the twos game and the seconds did uh, really well against Timpley, Timpley Thirds. Um, certainly give, take our hats off to Timpley Thirds. They, I mean, they were the, the most pleasant, welcoming team that, uh, that I've played against for a long, long time. Um, and we got off to a pretty good start with, uh, with, with Wilson and uh, Richard Taylor. Um, I, uh, I had two LBW shouts, um, two big shouts, one against each of them. I was umpiring for the first first 20 overs and uh, and obviously uh, I didn't give Richard out because he's in my team and I, and I did give uh, Alex out because he isn't. Um, so that, that, that's, that's fairly simple. Um, and then they set the platform nicely for uh, for KO and Eddie to come in and, and Fraser showed a bit of class at the end as well. But um, uh, the the Timberley guys, as their own admission, went went crazy. They 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 go from the off, which they did. We knew they would, and uh, they they set off uh, to chase the two twenty uh, that we got two twenty or that that we got, and uh, and eventually, uh, you know, they they kind of met their match with a few with a few slightly risky shots, but uh, but yeah, it was all good fun. That's win lose cricket, Adrian. That's what it we is want indeed. See, isn't it? We want to see we want to see a, a chaseable target, a, a decent target, and then teams yeah. going for it. We don't want anyone locking down. Yeah. You know, in a, in a, well, we're, locked, we're all locked down, aren't we? But we don't want anyone locking their innings in at 87 for two and Indeed. then just playing out the last yeah. um, bit of the day. So that's been really good. Well, I've read the excellent, excellent um, um, uh, Wands report on what was a, a really comprehensive victory up at the Croft. I and mean, we've certainly got a, a very worthy successor in terms of first team reports to your good self, Adrian. Now that yes. is a baton that clearly has been passed on. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a few of us done it over the years. And I say, I know you you you, know, you had a strong strong run for the twos. I did it for the ones for for, for many years. Study study then took it on for a while, and you know it's got a sell by date. It's got a shelf life, and and hopefully Mike carries on for a long time because he uh, he's uh, he's pretty good with his words, Michael. Yeah, um, yeah, very. And, uh, we all appreciate and that's it. on the website. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody wants to go to kingsleyplaycricket.com and um, uh, and and have a look at that, it's a really excellent match report. Really captures some of the excitement from Zen. A very, very, um, very comprehensive um, win for the for the ones. I thought we had two very strong sides out of the weekend. Looking we at did. them, I just hope availability holds up and um, we keep heading in that direction. But a really great start to the season and. Um, and also a very busy. I was up at junior training the night before. A very busy and um, and well organised um, junior training night on the Friday, which was um, which was really well supported. Lots of social distancing and um, lots of measures in place to keep it safe. But really, really good to see people out this early in the season doing all that sort of stuff. And we've got, as you say, Sunday cricket and night cricket to come soon. Mm, yeah, indeed. Yeah, and and, uh, and I guess the other thing to mention before we uh, before we kind of close down a little bit is is uh, the other thing that's going on in the fantasy is uh, we got a cup competition. Um, so we'll drop that in at various stages throughout the season. We got fifty two teams in, so I think what we'll do is we'll we'll end up with a with a with um, uh, twenty six uh, plays plays twenty six and and, uh, and then we'll end up with kind of twenty six winners from that. We got we got to draw that obviously, and I'll chat about that in a minute. Um, and we've we'll then we'll then have twenty six teams left in, but I want to I want to get that back up to thirty two 
So we go from the 32, the 16, the quarterfinals, the classic kind of 32. So what we'll, what we'll then end up doing is some of, the, some of the losers from the first round, we'll throw 12 of, them back, 12 of them back in the pot so we can get six winners. So there'll be plenty of chances. People, people are getting a lot of uh, cricket, uh, fantasy cricket for their, for their money. Um, and I guess the only other thing is we've got to think about drawing that at some stage. I remember when uh, there was a draw for, I think it was a European Championship through the football. The Wearing Lads, the three Wearing Lads did a, a very, very entertaining kind of video from the, uh, of, of the draw for that kind of uh, competition. So we've got to think of an innovative way of drawing that. So anybody got any ideas out there how we can do that uh, rather than me and you just sitting down with a couple of old tennis ball, table tennis balls, that would be uh, useful. So send your answers. Well, we need 52 table tennis balls yeah. for a start. We're not going to be doing that. No, there's a lot of money here. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds that sounds that sounds really, uh, uh, really, really good, really good stuff. So yeah, so we've got we're going to be hopefully updating people on um, Monday night. So next week we've got our blockbuster update with Trav, and we'll try and have a bit more news. But um, is there anything else? I've got a couple of things we're just going to catch up on at the end, um, Birdie. Anything else that you want to share with fans? Uh, nothing else from me, I don't think, Bash. No, unless you've got any any questions uh, any, any questions for me. Nothing, I don't think. I think we're done. I, I think more questions than answers, but it's all going really well, Adrian. You're doing a great job on this. But no, I was just going to reflect on a couple of bits of, of, of wider news just to wrap up with. One of which was obviously a lot of people who follow football, um, as the now referred to as legacy fans, talking about this European Super League. And I think it's really important to say that we are very focused on grassroots. We've had offers to move up the podcasting scale. We are going to remain free to air with our with our feet firmly on the ground. So I had a few questions about the changing sporting landscape. The podcast is going to remain free to air. But you know the other thing I picked up on the news say, Adrian, and this is a bit of this is a bit of news that is directly relevant to you. But have you heard about this? They've flown a helicopter on Mars for the first time. No, I didn't. I didn't know that, Bash. No. no. No, that came up today, and, they, and, they, and they, that, they, that is true. And they flew it over, and they found a little green man there. <laughs> and you know what the first thing he said was? Uh, Elvis was it Elvis? <laughs> no, it wasn't. He said, "He said, Stoddy, ten million pounds overvalued." <laughs> he gets everywhere, gets everywhere. Well, it's, as as I said on Saturday, you know, one swallow doesn't make a season, or or, or one swallow doesn't make a summer. And uh, it, it's it's plenty of time, and uh, and people's worth will be will be very clear to see at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, excellent. Well, listen. On that bombshell, let's wrap it up for next week, and just remind everybody that we'll be having a fuller, more extensive review of things when we've had a bit more chance to prepare. We'll be speaking to Trav. A few more other features coming on, and we'll get back to people in a week's time. Good stuff. <laughs>